friends and family, once again, we have reconvened for another Super Friends Super Show issue number 167. It is I, Sean Dwyer, and, and as I live and breathe, Sean Brennan. I'm so glad you're living both and breathing. And breathing. It's it's not, I'm not just hooked up to an iron lung. Ooh, golly, no, Which thanks. I understand that they're trying to, to wane the public off of. Oh, now? In 2018, the rising like, cost ah. of healthcare. You know what? It's just they're really expensive. They're trying to get quarters anywhere they can. I honestly feel that iron lungs, yes. like home iron lungs, are coming back because of the rising cost of healthcare. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, Trump's you gonna do what? something worse." I'm better off just investing in an iron lung and a bomb shelter and a two-in-one situation. Oh, you that might as is well. the dream. That is the dream. Like, it's like a turtle. Mm. So, like, when you're in your iron lung and you're, it's helping you breathe. That's right. It's great. But then it also doubles if you do it right and you buy yeah. the right one from We Build Iron Lung Bomb Proof Bombs. That's right. From Dana Arcavia. Uh, he makes them so that you just go inside and it's bomb proof. It's right. great. It's great. It's I fantastic. imagine the, the atrophy that occurs while you're in your iron lung is so severe that you are just like a little, like, slimy little thing with no muscle tone and when you have to leave your iron lung when they clean it and you have yeah. to like you know kind of slither out of there so you can onto the floor while they clean it for you before they can put you back in you're like a hermit crab or whatever trying to just go from thing to thing I'm gonna cut all this out Sean Dwyer Sean Brennan <laughs> talking to you about superhero movie news comics and any uh, news rumors that relates to those two anything that is interesting to us we hope will be interesting to you and one thing that we saved ourselves from having to suffer because we've not that it was in, in any way suffer Oh no, not. There were a lot, you know, it's it's the blockbuster movie season, Deadpool 2, Avengers Infinity War. We just saw those. We feel like we've been living in the cinemas. Oh, I I walk in and they're like, "Hey Sean, how are Welcome you?" Back. And it's people that I don't even yeah. know, but they know me so well because I'm there mm-hmm. so often. And it, it's mainly because Let's be honest. I buy the popcorn, the one that you get the refill on, yes. and I just ask them to just load it up with cheese. When so you get like, your refill, like midway through the the screening? No, 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 no. no. When I'm leaving. Oh, when I'm leaving. I was going to say, what is the point of a refill unless you are physically getting up from your seat and like halfway through no, no, getting it, a refill like halfway through the movie you're paying for? I mean, it's also, As one, you're of those, leaving, okay. well, it's also one of those times where I, if it's like a, if I have the day off on a Tuesday, yeah. I go there and I just stay the whole day there. Like yeah. I get oh, most I of my see, nutrition from nacho cheese and popcorn. Mm. Otherwise, that, you're getting it as you're going, and you have a nice carb popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's in my crotch, yeah. and it's it's great. It's great. My my thighs are warm, yeah. and your seat I, has now a strange <laughs> congealed goo on it, but that's I don't mind it. You know what? You, you talk about it, and yeah. it's disgusting, yes, but it's delicious. The butter leaves a nice ring <laughs> on your seat, and that's fine. That's a nice. That's that's where you rest your uh, your future buckets of butter. It's why there. I never have a, anyone come to my car because yes. I never want to explain that. So we've been to the movies a lot. Yes, and we've been collecting buckets of popcorn. As a result, you are wearing them as hats uh, when yes. you're running out of regular hats. That's how many you've collected over the last uh, few months or so. Yeah. We went to the theaters recently for the Avengers film, Deadpool 2. Yep. And we had to make the decision with Solo, a solo film, also coming out in a... Every two weeks, there's been one of these big budget films. Solo, Star Wars, a solo film, whatever you, however you want to call it. I'm not sure what the official, official title is. If it's Star Wars, the Star Wars story, Solo, a solo film. I'm not sure what to call it exactly. <laughs> you know what? I think if you can say that every time, you deserve a solo screening yeah. of that movie for free. That's right. And so this came out this week. Yeah. And we just saw Deadpool and Avengers. So we had to make the decision. Okay, do we go back to the theater again to see Solo, a solo film, a Star Wars story? 
whatever you want to call it. And to this point, none of the super friends have gone and seen this this film because there isn't a lot to take away from this film. There's not a lot of hype. It's a film really no one asked for. I mean, it's got Donald Glover. It's that, Doc, it absolutely has Donald Glover. Um, you learn from what I remember, uh, Chewie is over 900 years old. Yes, it's a new, and it's a new actor. I don't under, my question is, so did they ever mention that, like, mm-hmm. previously, about how old those are, how old the Wookiees are? I don't think in the are? movies. Like, I, don't I don't think in the movies. Uh, I, I'm sure in the novels, in the books, yeah. they did. They got into his age. I mean, you have you have to write a 700-page book about Star Wars. You get into the ages. Oh, my God. It's like 70 pages <laughs> of just Wookiee. And do you know how they killed Chewie in the in the in the Star Wars books before they decided that all that stuff is no longer canon and just entitled that entire line of Star Wars books as legend and then started the new continuity going forward? You know no. how he died? No, how? And why they had to rewrite continuity? Hit me with it. He got crushed by a moon. Um, what? So in the 30 years that followed Return of the Jedi film, Chewie was killed. Tons of people were killed, but Chewie, like, there's no rewriting things or writing your way around the fact that Chewie was crushed to death, death by a moon. So if you're doing episode seven, you basically have to, like, just wait, redo the so, entire thing. Wait, hold on, hold on. He was crushed to death by a moon. So, That's so, what happened to Chewie. So, so did someone the with books. force, because I know in the legends, Luke had the ability oh, to, like, pull down planets yes. like that. So was Him there someone like that who was like, mm, ah, this is... I couldn't tell it. you. And also, how long does it take for a planet to fall onto, like a moon to fall on another planet? You know, it's it's something where I, I think Chewie is making a, a, a heroic type of last stand on against a planet. Against a moon? Against a moon. And I don't know how you get accidentally crushed by a moon, but it happened. I don't know why they couldn't just leave. So that was the reason I think they had to reflush the continuity in the star wars universe yeah, it and, makes no sense yeah it, it don't well it made less sense before they flushed the continuity oh yeah so that's the problem so fresh new continuity yeah obviously things were going swimmingly with the force awakens people were kind of upset um a little bit uh in, in the books that they put out uh the aftermath books that they put out following episode six yeah the Return of the Jedi. They put out a series of. They put out a trilogy of books set after Episode Six. They uh, were were not very well received, and then of course you now have a solo film. You do. You do indeed have a solo film. So it's not like they're making the best choices with this brand new opportunity of continuity, and it's a film solo that no one asked for. I mean, I think what they did is that they realized that they have right. the room to fill in now. And yes. that they're also looking to just kind of make more money off, n- not not just off the three mm-hmm. story. Like you have your main storyline, which is just like Star Wars Episode One through what eight? Is it eight That's now? Right. It's eight. Now. I, I think they're they're trying to like bridge off of that and try sure. to make some more money involving new well, characters yes. and writing them. And I think that someone was like, "Hey, do you guys you guys like Han Solo?" And the boardroom was like, "Yeah, I guess so." It was like, I'm going to do a whole script about that. And I was like, sure. And I think originally you had the guys who directed the Lego film. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And that film was really well received. But I, as it's been widely reported, they did not wesh well with the Disney people on set. Yes. Their so, vision ultimately led to them getting fired. And exactly. Ron Howard hired and having to reshoot 80% of the movie, if the reports are to be believed. So this is a film in turmoil, one no one wanted, with an actor that really doesn't 
I guess, remind you too much of Han Solo. This doesn't scream, okay, this is young Han Solo. This I has mean, everything that Harrison Ford had. I, I mean, I think they were going for a, a cowboy. Yeah. I think you were going really for it. a cowboy, and you got a cowboy. You got a cowboy. But I think that what happened is, I think, one, when people first heard that his accent, because that's his natural, I believe that's his natural accent. Um, I thought he's British. Or is he British? Then why does he do British. a southern drawl? Uh, I think he, he that just makes think no, that fits okay, to the character. You know character. what? I thought that, that was going to be one of my points. Yeah. But... Does he that? use a southern accent in the film? Yeah, th- wow. there's there's a hint of a southern accent well, there, kind of like a drawl. Sounds like kind of a cowboy. Yeah, kind of a cowboy. I, I think that's what they're going for. They're going for cowboy, and I think instead of cowboy, they should have gone for cowboy bebop mm-hmm. when you had much more of like a cooler character. Yeah, and I think that because it's Disney, because it's Star Wars, you can't quite hit that mark with one of your yeah. main characters. Because let's be honest here, he's he's kind of a mercenary, he's kind of a pirate, and I don't know how far they're willing to be like, hey kids, you know that character you guys like? Well, when he was younger... He's a real scoundrel. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think... so far. Yeah, I think that may have ruffled some feathers. Just like every other young Hercules, young whatever. Yeah, it is really tough to do the origin films, to go back and do the prequels, young Hercules, young oh, Indiana Jones. So bad. And do them well. I don't think people really care about the, how did this per- how did Indy get his whip? I no one really cares about that I, kind No, of stuff. I think people care as a conversation piece. Sure, I don't think people want for to be... Two, for a series or a whole movie. Exactly. I don't think people want two hours or 17 episodes. Right. To explain that. I don't think they do. Yeah, so I think in a, in a part of the appeal of the Han Solo character is you didn't know, you know, what he's capable of, where he came from, why he was so roguish. You don't need that thrown in your face. You don't need a two hour script that tells you exactly how he came to be. You just sort of fill in. The, it's better to fill in the blanks in your own mind. That actually makes him for a much cooler kind of roguish character who is not the main character, who is kind of your wild card of the group. That's yeah. better. Your brain fills in the rest. And so this film like was not one that was necessary that people wanted but originally they're like you know we're taking this serious seriously remember a couple years ago they said we have a casting call of 3,000 potential Han Solo actors and this came from that 3,000 actors they went and they auditioned for Han Solo that's a that's too much it's insane I remember that story we covered that a bunch of years ago and this was the end result and I'm not blown away certainly in in the case of Donald Glover perfect Lando yeah, I he they not they knocked it out of the park, and if they did not do that with, with Han Solo, so already going in, you're like, oh god, they had all this issue, they had all these issues with the script, the directors, Ron Howard comes in and and does eighty percent of the film over, and you're in a month where you have Avengers: Infinity War, and you have Deadpool two, that's you know, I hate to use the term fatigue, yeah. but that's a lot to see. I mean, we also talked about that. That this is why they pushed it to May, right? Because they wanted, they knew people. They are either going to see Deadpool or Avengers, mm-hmm. and they knew that more than likely it would still make money, right. but not everyone was going to be. It's not yeah. just all of June is going to be Star Wars month for Han Solo. They're like, we're going to sneak it in at the end of May. We're going to discuss. Yes. We're going to do it. We we did it. And that's it. And it's really squeezed in into the the big blockbuster season. And I'm not sure if it worked for this film. This is the worst performing weekend for a Star Wars film since Disney acquired them. By comparison, you have Rogue One, which during its opening weekend got up to $155 million. This one, by comparison, $103. So that is rough. Granted, Rogue One wasn't 
going head to head with anything of consequence. Think, but well, I also think Rogue One wasn't an origin story. I think right. I think it was a self-contained story to explain mm-hmm. one idea. Right. And I think what you have now with Han, the Han Solo film is you have one movie trying to explain a whole lot of backstory. Right. That again, people weren't clamoring for. Didn't need. To it be, was interesting, yeah. but it wasn't like let's make that movie. Exactly right, and people, you know as a result are not going out in droves to see this film it performed far worse compared to all the rest of the films in the disney star wars universe to this date and the critics don't love it that much the audiences don't seem to love it that much you go to rottentomatoes.com the critics have it at about a 71 audience score is about a 50 so and you know take the audience score of course with a grain of salt because you don't even have to see the film right to, to put it and to submit an audience score. i mean the good news is but at least gives you a barometer well the good news is it's not batman versus superman so that's like right. no that's matter right. what we all win that's right just that's a little true. bit that's just right. a little bit and also who really needs a Han Solo film like it's it's pointless at least with Batman vs Superman it sucked but like oh man this is universe building at least with this Han Solo solo film this doesn't really affect anything going forward but what's great is you what never what's Wars. great is you never have to talk about it though that's like right. you, you don't have to talk about you, this one you can pick and choose what right. happened from that film and be like right. remember that remember that movie uh yeah that you just need to remember this one scene you don't need to remember it all just, and you don't need to. And I don't mean to spoil. You now, if you haven't seen Han Solo, the solo film from Star Wars, <laughs> Disney's Star Wars Han Solo solo film. If you haven't seen that film, go ahead and skip ahead five minutes in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. The, it, although I'm sure if you're like us who haven't seen the movie but have been online. Oh, the Internet. The Internet has been re- ridiculous for example headlines saying you won't you won't believe this big twist let's talk about that big twist that involved redacted spoiler yeah it's redacted but you use the picture of the person whose name you redact from the headline it's, it, it's like they take a which famous is just like oh my god no, they take a famous scene like a screenshot yeah. and they just like kind of just like black out the character yeah. but you still know you the know, scene right. you've seen the movie you're Many, like oh no in my case they just show who the character is seriously that's just lazy they redact the name but they show who the character that's, is that's lazy so skip ahead starting now if yeah. you haven't seen it star wars han solo darth maul is has Ooh. a small role in this uh, he's there but is setting up future appearances now for those of you and i don't blame you who have not been following the Star Wars Rebel animated series that they've been doing, which has been in continuity with the new Star Wars universe. Which is better. Which is, which I guess is... Uh, people like people it? People do like, I don't particularly watch it, but no, that's no, fine. You, no, you're too it's busy in the Paw Patrol universe. That's right. You, know, that's you, right. Me you, you gotta son. get your Paw Patrol universe all set all before Easter you do anything eggs, else. All those, oh, all those Paw so Patrol many. treats. All so those many. treats that they leave along around for, for the fans, <laughs> the long-time Paw Patrol fans. The, the Puppy Brigade is what we call ourselves. Oh, is that what you guys call yourselves? So, that's you guys right. have leather jackets, too? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm getting my made special, but let's we can talk about that after the show. Nice. So, with, with all of that going on, what was my, what was I saying? Rebels. Um, yeah. They have, in Rebels, revealed that Darth Maul did survive Phantom Menace, and he has been going crazy. The reason he survived is because he was so angry, and his his ability in the Force allowed him to stay alive, even though he was cut in half. Yeah. And I he mean, got robot legs. That's how that works, right? And then he pursued Obi-Wan Kenobi to Tatooine where he's he uh he tracked him down and Kenobi he basically beat him in combat immediately and killed him and 
Darth Maul's like, are you protecting the chosen one? And they, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, am. I am. I guess so. And they have a nice moment because they've just been lifelong, you know, adversaries, rivals, and and that's how it ends for Darth, Darth Maul. So yeah, to bring in a character, I think they kind of screwed themselves and reintroducing him in Rebels because you already know how things end for not only the Obi-Wan Kenobi character, but also for the Darth Maul character. You know, so you can't tell that story in the movies anymore for a Kenobi film. I definitely think it's one of those times where they let a smaller franchise tell tell a story. The story's good. They were able to flesh out that story. It wasn't like, here's everything in an hour and a half. They're able to tell it, you know, and I, th- I think that was good, but I think that introducing it and trying to force that story in, that may lead to other things. If you just if you just leave that alone, if you're just like, he's in the background doing stuff, that's fine. Yeah. He doesn't have to be like in it, in it. he could just be there doing well, stuff. Darth Maul is, he certainly does uh, move the dial and is one of the only characters from the prequels that really resonates with with fans so you, you still don't you still don't like jar jar do you huh? jar jar you know he's gonna get his day in the sun he'll, he'll <laughs> be back i'm sure at some point they're working on it his redemption story with darth maul right this is an opportunity and i think it's great they re- they re- revealed him to be the leader of this this crime syndicate and actually revealed the fact that he is probably going to be involved in future films and i don't know if this means i heard reports that they're pl- they were planning for a solo origin trilogy and i don't know if that's going to happen Why does everything now. have to be a trilogy i don't know they just they have a lot of they're doing one movie a year over at disney and star wars they paid four billion dollars disney from lucas and they are going to make that 20 fold <laughs> That is their plan. They're they're not good enough just breaking even and getting, you know, four billion and going. You know what? We should just we should walk away and be happy with the quality of oh, Star Wars stories. You got this point. We've made our money back. Let's just, you know, we're doing quality work. We're taking. Look breaks. at you on your soapbox. Oh, it's all about quality. No one cares about money. Blah blah blah. Sean, you're starting to sound like a communist. I don't like it. So you have now a lot of spinoffs from reintroducing Darth Maul into the mainline continuity. He's This isn't just the, the Rebels animated side of the universe. You can now use him in, in future movies if you actually do go forward with more solo origin films. He could be one of your your, your villains or in other films. It, it's interesting. I think people revere him uh, in a positive way. So I think that the Darth Maul character and Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, you could certainly, they have that connection um, Obi-Wan Kenobi was the person responsible for cutting Darth Maul in half. Obviously, if you do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, you could use the Darth Maul character. That's a given. And also, there's reports now, in addition to Obi-Wan Kenobi, which has not been officially announced yet by Disney, but the Boba Fett film has been... There are reports that they are that is the next film they have ready as far as a, an origin film. Boba Fett... And I don't know if this is if this is going to be an origin or if this takes place takes place after the Sarlacc. Pit. But didn't they already do an origin like in the Clone Wars? That was his father. Already- they did. They did. Right. They that was his father, and the father had his head cut off yeah. by Samuel Jackson, and the son ended up becoming Boba Fett. I mean, there's your origin story right there's, there. There it is. You, you don't, don't need to go anymore. So you wonder if the Boba Fett film will take place after the Sarlacc pit Ooh, where he survived. I, no, 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 no. no, I want it to be just, six. I just want it to be in the pit. It just, it's just in the pit. And it's just him for like days and days. It's like trying that, to kill time. What's that, that Ryan Reynolds film where he's 
he's buried oh, when alive. he's in the box. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I would like to see that <laughs> Just in this film. <laughs> but I wanted Play to be the genre. But I wanted to be written in the voice that Robot Chicken uses mm-hmm. for Boba Fett. It's like pew 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 pow. I did it. <laughs> I think that'd be great. People are talking. There's already people online. Their fan favorite this to this point is uh, Taika. What is his name? Taiki Watiti. Yeah, Taika Waititi, New Zealand's own. He was involved, of course. He was the director and also did some voice work for Thor Ragnarok, the right. director of that film. He was Korg. He was Korg, yes, He's that's Korg. right. He was also in What We Do in the Shadows. In the shadows. He was fantastic. Oh, it's so he good. He also directed, uh, what was it? Something Bush People. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it has the kid from Deadpool, right. too. And it's supposed to be like the, wor- the highest grossing New Zealand film. For some reason. Well, you know, it's New Zealand. That's what I'll have to check out. That's what I'll have to check out. So that's uh, very exciting going forward with Star Wars. Obviously, people are kind of anticipating Episode Nine, And now you have all of these prequels and films coming out for Star Wars in their extended universe every year until the end of time that people sort of don't want. <laughs> so Star Wars sort of don't want. Oh, God. I mean, I, I think the idea is that. They've really tarnished this brand in such a short time. Well, it, it's one of the things where you, when you say something in the beginning and it, it's still new, you're like, oh, man, yeah. one a year, it's going to be so cool. And then once you get what you want, it's kind of like a monkey paw. Like, right. you want a Star Wars film, you want one Star Wars film a year, you're getting that. And yeah, you're, right. you're kind of regretting right. that wish on the monkey's paw. That's right. So we'll see where this kind of goes if Darth Maul is really used effectively going forward if they're going to do Boba Fett and Kenobi right, and if this is the end, if this is the last we see of young Han Solo, and I I certainly hope it is, and if the response from critics and the fans and the box office to this point is any indication, we will not see any more of these young Han Solo's films. And I think the universe is better for that. So (laughs) I think the universe can really forgive. So you were, uh, of course, going forward now, you know, we, this is the biggest thing happening. Of course, you know, you had in the aftermath of Avengers infinity war, the world of superhero movies. That's why we focus so much. If you're wondering, God, isn't this a superhero show? That's why we focus so much to, at the start of this program about on Star Wars, because that is the biggest thing happening right now. Uh, the most ramifications from the solo film, the big spoiler that happened, of course, and what it means going forward. That yeah. is interesting. Right now, yeah. things are kind of in a, you're kind of in a, in a, in a limbo with the Avengers and the MCU because they're, everything is gearing up to Avengers 4. So you're kind of in a holding pattern. I mean, except Ant-Man 2, but no one cares about Ant-Man 2. They dropped a new trailer, and it looks about the same. You have Paul Rudd's character who plays Ant-Man kind of doing his Joe Bluth impression. I'd be very interested to know if this is going to end up outdoing Han Solo, a solo film, just because it is a superhero property. Because this is such an overlooked film as far as the MCU is concerned, if this is going to surpass the 103 or well, so what's that interesting Solo did. Is that there's not even like, okay, so FX will occasionally run like marathons of Marvel right. movies. They'll play Captain America. They'll play Civil War. But never have I heard of them be like, you guys are ready for Paul Rudd You're marathon. That's and right. And do like 40-year-old version. Um, the one he did with Will Ferrell, uh, Ron Burgundy, and then Ant-Man. You, 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 don't, you don't hear that because... No one cares about Ant-Man. No, no one cares about Ant-Man. I saw it in the theaters. It was fine. It was really paint by numbers. It was the last. Well, you know, also Doctor Strange was 
somewhat paint by numbers. But at but least with Doctor Strange, it was visually more interesting. It, and they really used him in Avengers Infinity exactly, War. Exactly, exactly. Right. He, he lent himself, I mean, they even used him in Thor Ragnarok. Right. So, like, he had staying power. He, yeah. You know he has staying power because he's such mm-hmm. an important character. So I'm curious, as an actual question, do you think that this will be a better movie the second time around? Uh, for Ant-Man because of this fact that every Marvel like original right. every origin is pretty paint by numbers but the second one is kind of be a little right. different what do yeah. you think um, I think they're going in more of a heist direction here like they it seems from the trailers they're really emphasizing look at all the weird gadgets we have and look how we're using science with the the embiggening and the debiggening technology that we have and it's zany and wacky and quippy. Um, it just doesn't take itself too seriously. I I don't know. I think they're going in kind of a different direction for that reason. And I'm curious. I, mean, I don't know. I really well don't know if this is going to be They might just do what they good. did with Thor 3 and just, yeah. just do whatever you want. Just be do pure interesting. Yeah, just be, be interesting. Just be funny. Just be funny and hope the rest just kind of falls in around it. Just You don't have to do funny. You just have to do interesting. Well... Like, I don't know anything about this ghost character who is the antagonist in this film. Who they're, uh, This is the person that they are working against in this Ant-Man film, Ghost, uh, who has a strange suit that is able to uh, blend into its surroundings and is white, I suppose. So they just are, they're going very heavy on the gadgets and it looks humorous. But God, this is really, for most people, a skipper. You know, obviously, I think you skipped this one. I think you and Gilligan are just taking a little boat tour <laughs> it's, and it's not going whole, to the movie theaters. It's the whole cast of it's Ant-Man the whole and cast. Gilligan on a boat. Oh, boy. That would be... I. So, I don't know if Ant-Man, having said that, I'm not sure if Ant-Man 2 is going to outdo the 103 million that Solo did in its opening weekend. I feel like it'll, it'll at least match it. So, that should be interesting to see. Oh, my God. What if it doesn't do anything? What if no one goes to see it except God. Paul Rudd? They had. They have to put it out in theaters. Avengers, <laughs> Infinity War really screwed this film because oh they set the bar so high, and all people are are doing is anticipating and, and waiting for. Okay, what is the response? What is how do they uh, conclude the story in Avengers three and Avengers four? They don't care about this in-between interlude chapter of, of Ant-Man, starring Ant-Man. So, no, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be, and it comes out next month. Not a lot of fanfare, obviously. I think yeah. you're still coming down from everything that happened in Avengers Infinity War. I mean, I think that they're going to have to at least have Ant-Man in Avengers. I think the, I think they the will. The second part from Infinity I think War, they because will. they talk about Jimmy Renner yeah. breaking his arms. Right. In the second <laughs> part. So, I they, they we'll gotta see. be. They gotta be in there somewhere, right? I would suspect they both will be. I. I mean, you don't do an Ant Man sequel if you're not planning on using him in subsequent movies. It's all and, just self-contained. That's and it. And there is only one subsequent movie left in out there that's been announced, and that's Avengers Four. So you would expect he'll appear in that. And he had a, a nice appearance in Civil War. That was like a day shoot for him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very easy. He showed up for just that one scene, and he was done. Uh, that was really easy for Paul Rudd. So that's a weird, that's a weird film, and I'm curious to see how it's going to do. And I and I hate all this, all the talk of superhero fatigue, but I think this is just extenuating circumstances. This film is in a very unenviable position. Yeah. And if it doesn't do well, that is not a symptom of people being fatigued. I mean, I think it probably, I think it should have been Thor, Ant Man mm-hmm. two, then, yeah, uh, Avengers. 
just for the simple fact that right. I, I think it would have been like comedy, comedy, serious comedy. Yeah, I think it's very, very difficult to follow so closely. Oh, of course. Avengers Infinity War, because Avengers Infinity War only just came out a couple months ago. And if you yeah. are putting in a, a, out a movie in June that follows that, that's tough to do. So you, you have that going on in the MCU. So we're really in a holding pattern uh, with the MCU. And right now, of course, DC, their extended universe is really cooling off. The only thing that really has come out of the DC extended universe recently is Shazam has finished production. And you're getting the first looks of official looks of Zachary Levy in his Shazam Captain Marvel costume. Yeah. Looking uh, looking a little fun. He is uh, slurping a, a big slurpy, big uh, big gulp. Is that what it is? On his poster. And they're using that to go viral online. I'm not sure if it was done officially by the studio. Uh, sitting in the background as Batman and Superman are having their uh, their classic uh, famous confrontation Earth. in Batman vs. Superman where they're they're facing off. And then you have, in between them, in the background, Zachary Levy is, is Shazam sipping out of a big gulp. And that has gone, that's gone viral a little bit. Even the director of the Shazam film has has done his own version of it where that scene in Batman vs. Superman where the one woman is reaching to the sky for a savior and you have Superman up there as her the, her village is flooded and yeah. it's supposed to her, she's reaching up like to a god or something and it's the director of Shazam has recut that to so it's the Shazam character slipping from, so do you from think, a big gulp. Do you think that they're going to call him Captain Marvel? That's um, They are well within the right to do so. Uh, DC has the copyright because they're jerks back in the 60s or whenever that happened when they some when one of the the comic book companies when they folded they were able to acquire just for petty reasons the name of captain marvel so marvel couldn't use it without having to really make concessions dc so i think they're just going to call them shazam because this is who are we kidding? This is Marvel's world as far as the the movies are concerned. This is their world, so they would be confusing and angering fans if exactly. they called their character Captain Marvel. We're living in Marvel's world right now. Oh yeah. So I think that's the reason. So they're gonna. I think they're just gonna call him Shazam. Okay. I would think. I, th- I think it's good. So it, it seems like lighthearted. It seems like they're really going in a different direction. Um, they turned the lights on and did they turn the lights on that's right so it's they're making they're poking fun the director is poking fun at previous dc extended universe films so they're really doing kind of a soft reboot a nice quiet uh tumble setting reboot i think it's good in your dryer it's good for the dcu i think going forward you know your properties like shazam aquaman if that's well received hey Great. I mean, Jason Momoa in water. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all so you need. If that's well received, if Shazam is well received, you have you have Wonder Woman then in the wings waiting. Yeah, you could you could rehab this thing. I don't know. You know, maybe, probably not. Maybe. Probably Who knows? Not. They have till the end of time. They just need to lay. And then you still do have your your Batman solo film, which I guess that who knows they are still planning. The director of the Planet of the Apes films. Most recent one, he is still on board. Maybe last I heard to direct this film, you're likely going to recast Ben Affleck, and I'm not sure how they're going to go about doing that. I don't know. You would assume that he's going to have a swan song of some type in the, maybe the Flash film because if they do a Flashpoint storyline, that's still going on for the Flash movie. Is as that still I understand it, although oh, I did man. see a report recently that they're maybe considering going with Savitar as a villain. 
for Flashpoint. For, I'm not sorry for the Flash film and maybe not doing Flashpoint at all. Who is that? Savitar. Savitar uh, is a for people who have been watching the Flash television show on the CW. Oh golly, are, are they really taking a character from? Okay, he's the villain for season three. He is. I haven't watched season three of Flash. I stopped myself <laughs> like you know what? i stopped myself too much um he is a future dark time uh, uh speed force echo of himself that becomes evil sure a barry Comics. allen that's right so and then he wears a mask the whole season and then it turns out like he's a future echo of that but barry allen don't you think that's even more confusing yeah. like you're I don't know what he was in the comics originally, but that's at least the interpretation I've, from the I've show. I've never heard of him in the comics, but that doesn't no. mean much. I didn't know Superman had the abilities to fly out tiny Superman right. out of his hands. Right. But that to keep borrowing from the CW universe seems like it's more confusing because the whole point that you got a new Flash was to distance right. yourself. Because this was like, we could have done it, we've talked about it, but this is a different universe, this different story. But here you are double dipping. You're dipping right. your toes back in. To what it is, and you're still trying to sell, like, sell the thing that, like, oh no, we're different. We're di- don't you worry, we're different. The whole reason I think that they are going to go forward with the Flashpoint storyline in the Flash movie is because they really didn't do it for more than one or two episodes in the Flash television series. They did like a two episode Flashpoint mini um, saga. But there's, and then they returned the timeline. They didn't go full Flashpoint like in the comics. So I think that's intentional. They're, I, I think they're planning on going full Flashpoint, leaving it for the movie. So I still think that is the plan. And if I, they're planning on soft rebooting this terrible. DC uh, cinematic universe, I think you use that as sort of the tool to do that. If you're, if you're doing Flashpoint to reset it, that's fine. Because yeah. that, that, that makes sense. Because that's how every DC thing is reset is the Flash. Right. There's never a time where it's like things happen not because of the Flash. It all, it's always the Flash. So if that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. that's the most comic accurate thing that you could do. Sure. But if you're just doing it because you're like, well, they didn't do it, then you're just lazy. We'll see wh- how it kind of works out. I think the plan is still to go with Flashpoint, and we'll okay. see how that sort of works out for the DC Extended Universe. Yeah, not a lot of news on them at all. Uh, Good. Outside of our first official picture of Shazam and Aquaman still happening. So, so supposedly, that's, supposedly, supposedly. Happening, happening this year or early next year, yeah, what have you. So we'll we'll keep you updated as news comes out about the DC extended universe. We'll see. They are in peril right now, or they're just kind of taking a little break and hoping people miss them. Oh man, no, no one will though. It's like, no one will. It's like if you're in a relationship and you're just you know maybe if I don't answer her phone call, oh my god, she'll miss me and she'll <laughs> she'll appreciate me if I don't just answer every single phone call. She'll like, hey, why isn't he? He's pretty great. You know, no, 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 no. I never no. appreciated how wonder, no. what wonderful it, is. What it was is like, you know how you get a text and yeah. it's like, oh man, you don't respond back yeah. for like a week. That's it. Um, DCEU is thinking if I don't do it for like a year, they're going to love me. But the thing is, she's already forgotten. The world yeah, she's is, moved is, on. is, yeah, she's done. She's moved on. Yeah. She is gone. You got to be strategic. I think going forward. So completely changing gears from the cinematic universes that we've been discussing star wars dc marvel yeah and to television yeah one thing that's angering the masses fanboys not me in particular no 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 but no, it no, is not, an interesting not discussion and i think an interesting story that is existing right now because it's fascinating uh and in it, the way and it's in in the way you could approach it from any angle it's fascinating that it is angering people 
because it's so silly. Thundercats Roar Roar. is the name of this series that is coming out for Cartoon Network, where if you recall, you know, Thundercats is a cartoon series from the 80s. Yeah. And it was very much of the era. You kind of had that and He-Man. He-Man and swords and weird costumes where a lot of skin was showing. Did you know that for the first episode of Thundercats, they were all naked? I believe it. They were all naked. I do but believe like, it. But like, they they had the outline of things, mm-hmm. but they didn't have anything. Gotcha. It was it, it was a very interesting thing because I saw it on Boomerang at like one in the morning. I was like, this is this is inappropriate. Like this is really inappropriate. So they didn't know what they were doing back then. But for whatever <laughs> reason, there's a <laughs> lot of nostalgia for the 1980s series that. There are people in their 30s and 40s who love the Thundercats, and I, I was never one of them. I think I just sort of missed it. No, no. I think these are people in their 50s and 60s because I, because I'm almost 30. Yeah. I'm I turned 28 this year, and I never watched an actual like episode of Thundercats besides the first one that I saw of the original on Boomerang at one in the morning. Yeah. I have no nostalgia factor for that original series. Like I right. get it, I understand, it, I respect people who get that, but I right. I do not hold it to such high I think you have to be standards. 35 and up to be a Thundercats oh, fan. Yeah, I just no, missed it. You have to be in your 40s. I think that's correct. So it is fascinating because in 2011, they did do a CW, I'm sorry, wow. Uh, they a did CW. do <laughs> a Cartoon Network yeah. version of the Thundercats, a remake. Yeah. And it was it was a an approach where it was the the, the series was was approached very respectfully. Yes. It was obviously geared toward more adult audiences. It, it was more of your Toonami audience. Right. It wasn't for, like, your Saturday morning cartoons. Absolutely not. Um, you had serious, well-thought-out storylines. Yeah. The artwork, the art direction was very mature. Oh, it was great. It was great. It, it looked very, not hyper-realistic and not hyper-detailed, mm-hmm. but it looked very fine. Right. It, it looked like someone... Um, was like this is it? Like yeah. they saw it and they they went with it. The art there's there's never a time when that artwork looks clumsy. There's never yeah. a time when things don't add up right. It's very well crafted, very crisp and clean artwork, which is great. It doesn't happen very often. Um, but it was great when that came out. I actually enjoyed that one. I watched that when it came out in 2011. Um, it and now for those of you that don't remember this, it only ran for one season. And that was the thing. So it ran for 17 episodes. Mm-hmm. It was originally bought for 52 episodes. So probably like five more seasons. But here's the kicker. It was canceled because, one, kids didn't watch it. It wasn't meant for kids. It was meant for your older teens. Right. The, the people who understood the nostalgia of the original Thundercats. And secondly, Thundercats itself is just like Transformers. It was made to sell toys. And those toys won't, weren't selling at all. So mm-hmm. they had to cancel it. They had to, they had to boot sure. it. And, th- and that's just what it was. You, you didn't have the demographic watching it enough of the time. There, there weren't enough kids watching. It wasn't pulling in the ratings that they wanted at the time. And they weren't able to sell toys. And, you know, I know that there are a number of very emphatic, loud you know, old Thundercats fans out there. Oh, man. Do you, do you think those Thundercat fans are like, instead of know. a roar, it's more like... Yeah. At their ages. <laughs> of course. And we don't mean anything. No, I do. Uh, obviously. I do. Sean Dwyer does If you're listening to you're a fan of Thundercats, of the old Thundercats... You need to get off. You need to get off. You need to get off that oxygen tank and pull the plug, old man. Oh, for 
classic. So in 2011, yeah, they made it for more adult audiences. Yeah. It's kind of a love letter great. to those people, and it got canceled. The yeah. toys didn't sell. It was a, it was a love letter right. to the original to exactly. write a really well crafted story mm-hmm. that went from that it, it was it wasn't just episode to episode. It wasn't Scooby Doo right. where Long everything was wrapped up storytelling. Exactly, it's great. So that's if you were a fan of the Thundercats, I imagine this is the show for you. And they have gone in a, in a very different direction. Oh, totally different. With this new Thundercats roar. It is done is in people in a, in a art style known as Cal Art style. Okay, so, yeah, so, so people are, are saying... Are you familiar with this? Yeah, so okay. people are saying Cal Art slash Chibi. Now, you okay. and I both know what Chibi is, yes, right? Yes, yes. It's, um, so it's um, over-exaggerated, uh, larger head. Exactly. Make, it kind of started in... in Japan, yeah. making things look adorable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 that was a way to sell more anime, make right. things cute, sell more anime. Exactly. And what this is, is that the cow art style is, people are remi- making it reminiscent of uh, Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. uh, Steven Universe. Yes. Um, some of the, some more of the, um, X, the Disney XD shows. Yeah, the more recent um, rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. on Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah. But, the thing is, when you look at it, it looks more like a well-tuned Bomb-Man, Piter-Man, where everything's mm-hmm. very kind of fluid, yeah. and everything, like, everything's cute. It's, let, let, yes. let, let's first say that. it's it's going for the demographic that it was supposed to go for. It's yeah, going, going for going kids. going for 10-year-olds. That's exactly what you're doing. You're not going for adults. They, yeah. They're not aimed at you anymore. Like, stop... Going on the internet, adults. You are adults. Do your job, adult. Like angering a lot. Just, of people. A, just a, no. But the thing is, like, you're getting over something that clearly yeah. isn't meant for you. It, it, it's right. not. It's not a. I think they're hoping for the fringe audience, the oh, the fringe fans from that older base, who are like, you know what? I love the Thundercats. There still is. In the middle of this, the it, core of what it's the main for the their Thundercats kids, though. It's for their and their kids, kids right? Who That's still the love thing. the Thundercats you know, brand and they're willing to embrace this very different take yeah, on Thundercats. It, they're hoping for those people and also new audiences, but the people in the middle who want Thundercats to be taken seriously, you had your, you had your chance. In 2011. But the thing is that it, it's the same thing with Teen Titans go. Yeah. The original Teen Titans had a good run mm-hmm. and then it stopped. They, they ended it. I think after six seasons and then they got Teen Titans go, which has done much better than the original Teen Titans, the simple fact that they have a movie coming out, mm-hmm. being released cinematically in theaters. It's not just like a DC animated cartoon where it's like, oh, it's it's an hour special. No, no. This is being released in movie theaters. That just shows you that kids want funny. Kids yeah. don't – you don't have to have your serious cartoon story be transferred over to another serious cartoon story. You can tell stories about – Things that are funny and weird. Thundercats is inherently weird and funny. It is. It is. But, uh, you know, even as a person who is, who is never a, a Thundercats fan, <laughs> I can understand how someone would be angered by this. This it, looks like an abomination. It's the art style. It but, is so different. But, if if something I loved. Yeah. You know, I mean, what is something myself, you love? What I'm is something you love? If, if they, someone took, like, I don't know, the Power Rangers or Dragon Ball Z or something and took that, you know, in the case of. Uh, and Dragon Ball Z is, is to, an, to a point silly. Yeah. But if they made them this chibi CalArts art style and did, went full on with it the way they're doing with the Thundercats war, Roar, I'd be very upset. 
but, something that I like, and they went completely the other way. But, and but, they said, you know what? Our our tried and true diehard, you know, fan base people have been of elderly folk, elderly folk, seniors. We don't do not care about you at all. We are completely cutting. We are completely cutting anchor and just taking all of our energy and resources toward trying to just go after young fans. You know, it's similar to, uh, you know, I can make a, a, a parallel with pro wrestling. But okay, but my you question know, is, wait, hold on, hold on. It's just the art style. There's, I don't know, it looks very silly. No, 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 it does look very silly. But the thing is, you don't know any of the storylines. I you, don't. You, but you don't know dr- what they're going to do. From. You, you can't, you can't. But then I always do this when there's something new that people hate. Remember when Heath Ledger became the Joker and everyone's like, oh, that's going to be terrible. Yes. And there were just months and months and months of Heath Ledger's going to be horrible. Heath Ledger's going to be bad. And then he blew everyone away and that's, shut them up. That's true. But I saw the little trailer from this. And granted, it's it's only a little trailer. Thundercats were where you had, I don't know, Diano, whatever the the main Thundercats. Lion-O. Whatever it's Lion-O. Diano. Where he's talking to like, he's like, oh, I'm we're getting ready to watch a clip here. And I'm not sure how to use this TV. What is this thing? I'm like, this is, this if you are a Thundercats fan, this is not, I imagine, what you were expecting. Again, again, it wasn't directed towards you, but I promise. But I can, but I understand the pain. As a wrestling fan, the times when I what feel ha- what happened forsaken, with the wrestling. what happened to us is <laughs> what, happened, what to happened with the wrestling. I feel there are times <laughs> where I, I felt forsaken as a mature fan who has given my time and money to yeah. the WWE and wrestling, and I for, feel forsaken that you know what we understand. You know we value you, older fans. We're gonna start making a product to ten year olds though. Screw you. I you know you've been here and I and you're hoping that this product ages with you and appreciates your uh your 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 long-term um viewing and how much you've stuck by this project yeah we're screw you guys we're gonna go with we're gonna make product for we're gonna switch to um change our tv rating from rated pg 13 or 14 whatever it is to PG. Are you talking about from the, moving from away from the Attitude Era? Exactly. Into what? I guess now is it now? It is now. It is now. Uh, it is now PG, and it's gotten a little bit more mature. But it was very jarring initially when they went from there was a bit of a transition era era between the Attitude Era yeah. until they really went PG. Okay, and things really changed. They introduced a lot more kid friendly characters i mean I, I guess my question is i've seen so many what culture clips yeah. about like what wwe did during the attitude yes. era and it's did, not all gold no 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 no. it, it is not even gold no, it's it, not right the, the time where they had they've had may young um yes. bertha glove the time when Vince McMahon made Trish Stratus, who is an adult woman. Yes, bark like a dog. Bark I'm like well aware of all I, of them. I'm yes. just I'm just saying that maybe you, you should understand that like there was a lot going on that definitely needed to change. And and yes. maybe they didn't do it the best way. And I understand that. And but, I and I do acknowledge that fact that you can still tell good stories with a PG product. Yes. But they introduced a lot of just characters and storylines that were just pandering to children okay and that's what this is this is an ex- thundercats roar is an extreme version i think of that <laughs> where they're like you know screw our older fans we are done appealing to you we are just strictly g- going to be focusing on trying to 
rake in younger fans. Yeah. And we do not care. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. We no longer, on this Memorial Day, we no longer, (laughs) you know, you are not our primary concern anymore. And that hurts. That hurts. When the thing that you love has moved on. Stops returning your texts, you know. and Okay, DC, you know what you got to do now? You gotta, you gotta put on your oxygen mask, and you just gotta start, start clicking and clacking on your old Windows Eight. Crawl into the, you know, take your slimy <laughs> body and crawl back into your iron lung and <laughs> full circle, full circle, full circle. Yeah, no, that's what you have to do, and that's you have right. to like talk in your MacBook Pro too. But it's this is fascinating because usually with these nostalgia pros- products, these properties like Thundercats, like transformers your 80s properties you're trying to make it as you're trying to appeal and use nostalgia to try to bring back oh definitely old uh you know old fans you're trying to bring everyone in. you're trying to bring everyone in. you're trying to make it look updated and modern enough where maybe it would be appealing to younger fans but you're really trying to get those people who watched in the 80s they are they this is very clear that they do not care about those old fans <laughs> and true. i think it is fascinating because it, it is it. really um a, a very it very much is a deliberate measure to go in a very different direction and you're I risking angering a lot of people and they I, have i love it because it pay off because here was something that no one was had talked about previously this was something because yeah, who cares about thundercats <laughs> <laughs> well it, it, it's not even that it's usually when they reboot something mm-hmm. you get like you get press releases you get so much info about what's going on months maybe even a year before you even see a trailer Right. You see a whole bunch of concept art even before you see a trailer. This came out of nowhere. When does this come out? Do you know? I think next year. Next year, okay. I'm 2019, sure. yeah. All I said was 2019. Yeah. So sometime next year. So Pissing people, everyone off. People will have a chance. Right. It's You're getting a lot of press from it. You <laughs> know, it's going. That is, I think, the direction that Cartoon Network is trying to go back in is trying to now uh, rejuvenate their fan base, I think, trying yeah. to go younger and trying to grow their audience again from, you know, a younger age up. Cause I think they're starting to, I, I'm not looking at any facts or figures or graphs <laughs> right now. I just want a full disclosure. I, I imagine that they're noticing a drop off of their fans getting older. Yeah. And if you're producing cartoons, there's a certain drop off point where, adults are not going to follow you well i i think they're they're trying to bring everyone back in um mm-hmm. so toonami is bringing back fully coolie yeah um so so they're trying to bring in more of their older fan base back yes. in on on the weekends and this is right. trying to bring in more of your um yes. saturday morning cartoon as you and i remember saturday morning yes. cartoon gang during the daytime during the daytime i, th- I think that's what they're trying to do i think very that- much like a, a very clear-cut um Division. daytime crowd yeah and an adult swim Really, what as it was designed for kids out of the pool, yeah. this is time and a very clear cut distinction between the two. Yeah, I, I think that's what they're trying to do. And within, within the last few years, you can see them moving right. slowly towards that. And mm-hmm. I think that this was kind of one of the, this is like the first nail that no one expected to seal yeah. their coffin. It was like, oh my God, this is a cartoon just for kids. It's not for us. Oh no. Oh no. It's jarring. If you were a Thundercats fan and you see this, you'd be like, what the hell is this? But, yeah. Yeah. So, but I can empathize. Through your oxygen mask. I, you know, <laughs> through your oxygen oxygen mask and you're, <laughs> you're more you know, healthcare that you built by your very own hands with your yeah, own lungs. Back in my day, you my Thundercats were naked for a good amount of time. Those are good times <laughs> for some people. So we we have all of that, of course, going on. 
And going forward, comics, you know, you have a lot of big events coming up. You have so a lot of events. reboots happening. Well, Marvel. you just had Superman 1000. Superman no, Action 1000. Comics action 1000. Co- yeah, then you Superman. have Superman 1 coming out, That's 1 through right. 4. You have that. And, and, of course, you have the metal. Um, you have Scott Snyder, his his metal miniseries with Batman ending. Yeah. And that actually having ramifications across the DC they, line. They, they broke it. They broke it. And now you have a number of books. You have a, a miniseries. No Justice, yeah, which is uh, a Justice League storyline where you have it's, been, it's a bit weird, but weird team ups. And I have the books downloaded, but I haven't read them yet. Uh, I'm excited about where that you know usually you, have, you get some neat stories during the summer, so yeah. there's a lot to look forward to. Of course, you have Avengers, which just rebooted Avengers One. Yep. And who do you know who's writing Avengers now? It's someone. Jason big. Aaron. Jason Aaron. Okay, so that I is think an excellent else. book. That I, is I an excellent book. Then. Yeah. So Jason Aaron, they've re- they are they still doing it weekly? The Avengers books, or have they stopped that? Because for a I while they were doing a weekly Avengers book, I don't think it's, don't think that's it's insane. I don't think it's weekly because this is, right. I think, issue either two or three. I think it's bi-weekly. I think it's bi-weekly. I mean, it could be. I honestly am not yeah. that much interested in Jason Aaron writing Avengers. I'm more into his Thor recently. Jason really Aaron love is awesome. His Thor. Yeah, Jason Aaron, I think that is a great fit. I think he could do no wrong. When he was writing Star Wars, I thought he was doing a great job. Thor, obviously, has been one of my favorite books for years. Yeah. So I'm very excited. So that's a great new jumping on point for, for new readers. If, even if you have no idea who Jason Aaron is, rest assured, take our advice that, oh. that this is a good book for Super you. Super Friends, read. Super Show, Seal of Approval. That's right. Go Triple start reading this. Stickered. That's Triple stickered. Triple right. labeled. And uh, also you have the, the Batman White Knight. Oh, yeah. That just ended. Out of continuity. It That just ended. I'm, I'm finishing that. I have like two issues left to read like on it? that. Like I it? love it. I don't know how it ends. So don't it's spoil good. it for me. You know what? You know what? Everyone just has a big family dinner. Oh, good. <laughs> that's good. what it is. And I guess Batman is... Uh, another thing that's happening in comics right now is Batman is getting ready for his wedding. Yeah, he's getting married to Catwoman. That's right. Which is interesting um, because after they get married... They're going to have a new Catwoman story written by mm. Gail Simone. Okay. Who's also writing Domino that just rebooted. Okay. Uh, no, not, not rebooted, but like Domino's in her first solo series. Right. So she's writing stuff. And then also at DC, you have Mr. Miracle. He's been doing great. Also a great book. Tom King's been yes. writing that. Tom King also writes Batman. Yeah. Gotta, gotta bring those two together. And yeah. I think... Um, I, I, I think oh DC. Brian B- Brian Bendis oh yeah Brian is is starting yeah so d- great things happening over DC Brian Bendis right now is overwriting all the Superman books yeah all of the Superman all books. of them he's he, li- he's literally taken like all the writers yeah. and he's just like formed them into like a sandwich he's like you guys are mine right. he's eating just Arr. he's taking the, give me your power from <laughs> a which is a reference uh, unless you've seen the movie Leeches uh, which is the autoerotic um, type of uh, film from a little homo erotic uh, film uh, leeches which i would recommend purchasing from blockbuster yeah if, if it's around For, from wait the, the last one in alaska correct yes that's right go there go on that <laughs> that alaskan voyage rent leeches and there's a scene where um this this guy this roided out guy takes this big leech and he's like give me your power and he he bites this roided up leech and he absorbs his power this is this is great long I love showering paint, scenes i love that you painted this beautiful swath Yes, yeah, very homoerotic, which is just, it's a wonderful genre. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice... Pride Week is coming up. That's right. So it's going to it, be great. Something you can appreciate with the whole family, or yeah. at least some members of your family. 
don't don't show it to grandma because grandma well, short don't show it to your dad's grandma side you can watch she's it. still a little weird you know you can watch it with your entire family just watch just turn the lights off just turn the lights off, <laughs> just turn the lights off. that's my that's i might cut this whole entire section out so no, no, keep it a lot totally. of great things of course happening over at dc yeah big summer events and another big thing which is actually very apropos with this show the very first episode that we ever did the super friends super show focused on spider-man 700 the very first one very our very first story and our very first episode focused on spider-man 700 having to do with peter parker dying wasn't that a hell of a time it was that was and then of remember course remember how often we went back and forth saying that doc ock Yes. That Spock is one of the best Spider-Man ever. Right. And he went on to become, and then you had Doc Ock do like a a brain switch. And he ended up becoming Spider-Man and taking on Peter Parker's body and becoming the superior Spider-Man and so on. That was a hundred, that was a hundred issues ago. That was 167 super shows ago. And here we are now talking about Dan Slott finishing up his run on Spider-Man. 10 years of Spider-Man. He's told a lot of stories in that time. I've only read since like 2012. You know what? Okay. So, He's getting ready to do issue number 800. He's getting ready to do 800. Now, Dan Slott has written a lot of weird things with Spider-Man. Indeed. He's also gone through a lot of terrible artists on Spider-Man. Yes. And here we are. So 100 issues later, what we have is we have Spider-Man fighting uh, uh, Norman Osborn mm-hmm. as the Green Goblin mixed with the Carnage symbiote. Symbiote. Mm. Sy- symbiote. Take your pick. Is it symbiote? Are we calling it symbiote? Symbiote. Symbiote. Symbiote's a <laughs> Um, And so this is part four. 800 is part four mm-hmm. of going down swinging, which is interesting because he leaves on eight, issue 801. He doesn't want to end on like a big number. He's like, oh, I can't do that. Too much. Um. So this is supposed to be, this is an 80 page giant. There, there's yes. no going yes. back. There's no like backstory. There's no like reprinting a classic story. This is 80 pages of all story for Spider-Man. Um, if anybody's been reading this, uh, Norman Osborn remembers who Peter Parker is. A lot of things have been going on. Right. Uh, JJ is really just screwing things up. So it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how this ends because. There's been a lot of Marvel characters being combined. You sure. have um, Ghost Rider and... As Word. <laughs> no. no, I, you, no, no I, you, I won't reference Ghost Rider from PBS. Oh, I gotta stop. Please don't. Stop. You, you have Ghost Rider mixed with the Silver Surfer. Yeah. You have... Oh, what was it? You have Gwen Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. You also have... Uh, I think there was a Doctor Strange one. Like you're having a good amount of characters being mixed. Oh up yeah, with Doctor other Strange characters. is is uh, Tony Stark. Iron Man is becoming Doctor Strange. Yeah, the, the, I saw a story. I'm like, no, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, no, is there a reason for that? Or are they just doing it? I don't know. I don't okay. know. But but there's but recently as of late, there's been a lot of since they can't create new characters, they just simply take two characters oh. and just kind of mash them up and see what happens. And that's what they're doing with this Norman Osborn and Carnage. Um, don't know how it's going to play out. Okay. Again, this is going down swinging part four out of five. I'm pretty sure it's out of five. Or okay. maybe and that's going to be I 801 will be five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're going to see how this works out. Um, I, for one, can't wait uh, for Dan Slott to ruin Iron Man. Oh, right. He's going over to Iron Man next. He, he's going right. over okay. to Iron Man. I can't wait for him to just kind of pick up the shambling pieces of yeah, what Brian Bendis did and try to do something good. 
Uh, Iron Man has not been a good book in a while. I cannot tell you. And, you know, I can't tell you the last time I've, I've really enjoyed an Iron Man book. You know what? What was really interesting is Doctor Doom being Iron Man. I did that read that was, for a little that bit. That was interesting. Yes, in I did enjoy that. That, like, here's a character trying to do good for once. Because yeah. it was after yeah. the, the big Secret World right. event. Yeah. Where he's Secret like, Wars. Yeah, Secret, Secret Wars. Oh, Secret Wars. Where... He became a god, and mm-hmm. he's like, I can't do this. If I can't win as a god, and I can't do, if I can't change or anything like that, I can at least try and be a good person. Mm-hmm. So he tries to be Tony Stark, tries to be Iron Man. Um, and, and all that stuff's going to be swept under the rug, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And no, no one's going to care. So I guess you Thomas. have Iron Man returning from his hiatus after. After he was killed. After Civil War II. And also, hey, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, James Rhodey is alive too. Yeah, that's what I heard about that. So. Stupid, stupid. Yeah, just bring them all back. <laughs> Who cares anymore? Oh god. There really that- needs to be a a contract um, in comics with the the writers and creators and the the community that if you <laughs> if you kill a character, I've said this for a long time. If I'm running for yeah. Congress, <laughs> I'm running for Congress. This is gonna be my platform. One dogs will live longer. Dogs will live longer. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <sighs> but also, if you kill a character in comics and it is not something where it is a clever uh, change of direction kind of thing where you have you killed them, but it really was this clever thing. If you kill a character and you really kill the character and you yeah. convince the fan base, okay, we have killed this character, you are not allowed to bring that care back, character back for 10 years. Oh my God, no longer. 15. I'll even, fine. I'm f- longer the better. You know I what? think you 10 know, I, is fair I'm though. I'm push for 20 and, yeah. and and go go with 15 though. I want to push for 20 and say yeah. I pushed for it because they're doing the same thing with Wolverine now. Yeah, they brought, they're bringing back it right back. Because who, you know what? You have so many people in the Wolverine family. That you just need to bring back Wolverine himself. You plenty of Wolverines. Dummies. You don't need the just. I think ten, a nice ten year break gives people long enough to miss the character, enough development to maybe kind of develop around him with his family. So when he returns, it's a it's a different world and ten years. And also like you know your your death of Superman no. problem when you kill someone, it should mean something. Therefore, yeah. you're angering your fan base because if death means nothing. Stop doing it. Exactly. Same thing with Captain America. That's yeah. why I stop. That's why I don't read Captain I America. I think that anymore. pisses a lot of people off. I think there just needs to be an agreement that if you kill a character, it can't come back it for has ten years. To, it, it has to mean something. It has to have ramifications, yeah. and you can't easily magic yourself. Right. Yes. This is the problem. You live in a world where there's magic and demons, mm-hmm. and you set up this very like grounded issue where like Peter Parker. Everyone knows his identity. Everyone knows what's going on. How do we fix this? We've written ourselves into a corner. How do we do it? Uh, yeah, throw a demon in there. Just yeah. throw a demon in there uh, who wants to buy everything, and he'll keep some people alive. And that's it. And you yeah. know what? Screw you. Screw you and your stupid Thundercats fan base. <laughs> right. God, I hate you both so Obviously, much. there would be... There would be situations where, for example, in Avengers Infinity War, where you kill half of the universe. Obviously, the long form storytelling would dictate that you are not killing half the universe. This is part of the long term storytelling. Therefore, you'd be allowed to bring those characters back because this is just part of the long term story. But if you're really going saying we're killing Spider-Man. Yeah. You cannot say, oh, in a month. Oh, he's back. Just because you have to, like, that's this has been, I think, a, pro, a big frustration with me that death is not taken seriously and a lot of fans. Well, okay, so, so with, like, a Thanos, Thanos, 
Thanos sort of deal yes. that when the death is so high, you yeah. have to bring everyone back. There, there, there was a point where it's like it's ridiculous. Where it's expected, of course. Exactly, it, it's expected that in like a few. It's it's expected to figure out how they're going to do it. It's not expected yeah. that everyone's going to stay dead. What's interesting is it's like okay, so here's here's what's happening, is that like, you know, we we have to come up with a way to kill Thanos and mm-hmm. bring everything back. That's what's interesting, how they're going to do it. But when you kill Wolverine, it's not interesting to bring him back. At all. Right. Be, be, because I don't care. Because everything that's been going on, it's like death of Wolverine, death of Captain America. And it's all this fallout. It's all this. Uh, I'm supposed to be emotionally attached to this character. Right. I'm supposed to give a damn. But it's here you cheap. are. It's cheap. And then you have the, the side characters. You have um, Laura Kinney. You have Bacon. You have the. Uh, what? Uh, you have um, Honey Badger. Who, who's the newest Wolverine member. And you have all these side characters who can live their own lives, who are able to step up and kind of fill in like the all new sort of deal where it's like Laura Kinney has been a great all new Wolverine. There's, there's been a lot of story where she interacts with a lot of the Wolverine family mm-hmm. and they figure out a lot. They just had a death, it, not death of X, but they had like an X-Men cult. Where right. it was a bunch of people who were hurt by Wolverine who hunt them down and kill them because they've had family members killed by Wolverine and by these instances. Right. And it's interesting because like you see like, okay, so Wolverine family gets together, they hunt these people down, they figure it out. But then you just add in Logan again. Like, what's the point? You already have old man Logan. You, yeah. you literally brought back the oldest version of him for the simple fact to fill his void. And now you're like, ah, oh, it's not you doing know, good. We, not doing good. It's not doing good, good anymore. It cheapens it and just, oh. it, it, I think it prevents you from doing a lot of necessary things, a lot of interesting things like the legacy of certain characters, you know, being able to pass the mantle. They don't the want mantle. to pass it down. That's, that's it. They if, don't ever want to do that. If you killed Batman, you know, you would and you kept him dead for 10 years, Bruce Wayne, I mean, you would allow these other characters to take the mantle. Yeah, uh, like Grayson. Battle for the Cowl. Battle, you know, and that Battle for the Cowl, the results of that actually would matter. That was that was such a good run right. because that was the beginning of one of the best writers, right. one, of these, one of the best modern writers of Batman to come in, Scott Snyder, and to write how characters noticed there was a difference between yes. the Batman that they fought and the Batman they're fighting. Mm-hmm. They saw that the Batman smiled. The Batman doesn't smile, right. but they saw that. And that was an interesting tick to pick up on. But you can't do that anymore. You can't write that story. Because even Grant Morrison wanted to write the um, the the Dick and Drake. Mm-hmm. The Dick and... Uh, I don't know why I said Drake. The Dick and as Batman and Robin. Robin yeah. Storyline for like he said 10 years. I think he said 10 years he wanted to write that. Right. And but they did Batman and Robin. And there have been... <clears throat> there are a couple really cool stories, like the the Black Mirror stories, I that think, done great. by Scott Snyder, and also Batman and Robin, written by Morrison, that focused on that one-year period or so when Dick Grayson was Batman, and yeah. those were cool stories. It's a different... I don't know, I wish that they... I wish it was... I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, wishing for something that could never exist. They're never going to do this, but, you know, if enough people get talking, oh, you know? Man, if we, if we start, start grassroots. Start the grassroots. Then we can even yeah. do the idea where um, Batman Beyond starts like how I want it to, completely fresh. Yeah. He's out of high school. He's out of college. Uh, he actually gets trained without the suit. He gets trained to be like a detective mm-hmm. and all that good stuff because he's literally just Spider-Man in a Batman costume. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. So 
you know, it's a comeback around, obviously, uh, with Super Friends Super Show issue number one, which actually is a lost episode. We recorded <laughs> it's really it. Lost. It's a lost episode. It never made it to tape, but it was still numbered. Since then, if an episode didn't get recorded right, I did not number it officially. But that is like one of the only lost episodes that exists that is numbered and doesn't exist anywhere in our archive. But that was the first. So if you listen to it live, which was over the air over where we used to record it at WBMY. Yes. You heard the very first story that we did, which oh, was man. talking about the death of Peter Parker in Spider-Man issue number 700. And it's been a cool year. Uh, it's been a cool uh, bunch of years, rather, since uh, we did that story. And Dan Slot has uh, done a number of story arcs. You know, obviously you did the... the the superior Spider-Man one, which I loved. And you did the Spider-Verse one that united all of the different Spider-Men and Spider-Women and Spider-Boys and Spider-Pigs from across the multiverse. And that was a really cool one. And since then, I kind of trailed off. I've, you know, you can only tell a number of stories uh, until the character who you can't kill off, who really can't progress, who always has to return to his default setting at some point in Peter Parker until that stops being interesting. And that's when I dropped off. So I think it's a good time with this for Dan Slott, because I think he's told all the stories he could possibly tell in a 10-year run for Spider-Man and Peter Parker to step away and for someone else to start writing Spider-Man. Do you know who's going to be taking up the duties of writing Spider-Man after this? No, I don't. We'll find out. We'll find out. I don't. Uh, Hopefully it's someone good. So that comes out on May 30th. So this show, I imagine, will be listening to on a Tuesday. So pick it up uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Uh, It's going to be an 80-page issue. Yeah. Um, which is appropriate for There's it being 7,000 variants. So 88, you know, those numbers. 7,000 variants, of course. That's yeah. very important. We'll see how this how this run of Dan Slott finishes and if it's a hopeful end or if he really does something big at the end, a big finale or something where he makes a big change um, that is really kind of the, the end of the road for a certain character or a certain storyline, if there's really a big change at the end or if it's just going to be kind of a running off into the sunset kind of thing. Yeah. That allows him to pass the baton to the next person. So that's what's happening in comics, in Thundercats. In Thundercats. In the Star Wars cinematic universe that they're trying to create, and they're calling up old friends like Darth Maul to help them. <laughs> hey, 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 Maul. What are you doing? If you free Saturday. Uh, so we're going to see where that kind of goes. So that's it for uh, 167 Super Friends Super Show. I've been Sean Dwyer at SeanDwyer.com is where you can find me on Twitter at New Super Podcast is where you can find the podcast on Twitter as well. Find us on Facebook, Stitcher, Spreaker, all those other places. Leave us some feedback if you are um, subscribing to us on iTunes or any of those services that I mentioned. Give us a rating that helps other people find us. Sean I'm Brennan. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So Sean sends sugars where you can find me. Yes, sir. Because I'm always spewing just a little bit of perfect knowledge yes. every now and then. Um, I have a show coming up this Wednesday with a great band f- called Lung out on the east side of Buffalo, mm-hmm. if you're looking to do that. I also am playing with that same band at Pride Fest, Buffalo Pride Fest, this weekend. At Friday at 8 p.m., I believe that's when we're going so on. in the Buffalo, New York area. Uh, so if you, wanna, out. if you want to do that. And I also have just joined Instagram, and I have a secret project Okay, <laughs> going on there. Stay tuned. I know, right? Everyone just, just cool. Just be cool. Um, that is actually not something that uh, a... That is not a forum that we have broken into yet the super friend super show instagram oh 
We do uh, not have of an course, of course, I haven't been doing it for years and just haven't told anyone. Interesting, Sean Brennan, quite quite a quite a uh, mysterious life you lead, secret projects and and, and the like. You'll be finding us again uh, the next time you'll be hearing the Super Friends Super Show. We'll be in our Ots and Knots variety. We are going to be continuing Maximum Security from 2000, Marvel's mini crossover event, talking about breaking it down page by page, giving the uh, our impressions. Is this a book, a series that you overlooked and should go back and read or read or uh, from an, uh, the most unappreciated unappreciated decade in comics, the aughts, going back and reviewing some of maybe the gems, the lost um, books from that from that time period. So we're going to be doing finishing up Maximum Security. It's a three issue crossover mini event. And then we're going to be jumping to another one in the 2000s. So go back and listen to issue number one of Ots and Knots. You can find that if you're subscribed to the Super Fun Super Show. You can find the first uh, pilot episode and we'll be doing issue number two in the next outing, which should be out in about two weeks time. Yep. So that is what's going on for us in the future. Sean Brennan, anything else? Any last words, thoughts, opinions, arguments? Oh, if you guys are interested in Cowboy Bebop, they are Funimation is doing a 20 year, um, I guess celebration. Yeah. Where they have three different versions of what they're offering. And as long as one of them gets 1000 reservations, they're going to put it. They're going to uh, create it and send it out. And mm-hmm. the lowest one you can get has like 900 and something, something. So it's really close to a thousand. You get a six disc blu-ray version of the entire series you also get the movie that comes out and you get five lithographs as well as something that's never been happened with cowboy up which is vinyl releases of the music so you also get what looks like two vinyl records that's great because they have a great soundtrack oh i very bluesy it's so great it's so great jazzy soundtrack so if you're into this um whenever you hear this probably since it's going to be Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, it should be out by Thursday, mm-hmm. by the end of May. So go there. It's $250, but let's be honest here. If it does get made, you would, you, you, you'll be silly. You'll be yeah, silly not to want this. go on eBay on the second market and just go ahead oh, and hundreds, sell it for hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. That's right. Uh, is the Blu-ray, is that an HD widescreen? I have no clue. Is that clue. remastered? I, th- I would assume so. <clears throat> because um, with Dragon Ball Z... They did a remastered version, but it's still in the 4x3. It's HD, and they cleaned it up a lot, but it's still in the 4x3 format. Interesting. Which I don't appreciate it. Eh, you know, I don't, okay. I'm not like one of those people like, oh, man, it's got to be in the traditional format. If you're talking about like old school games or television shows, no. I want everything in widescreen. I have a widescreen television. <laughs> I, don't, been, I don't need everything to be wider. Right. That has been the standard as far as the format for like a decade. Yeah. Come on. No, no, I, I mean... Let go of your Thundercats, I, I, God, you should. I, I hope that it's good, and I hope that it gets made. If it doesn't get made, I am I keep $250. Right. If it does get made, I could possibly make 500 Beautiful. So we're going to find out. We'll find out, and uh, we'll have that information for you on the next episode of Super Friends Super Show, and then uh, Ots and Knots, maybe we'll have an update for Ooh, that as well. maybe. So go back and listen to Ots and Knots number one, and to catch up, go and find What's Maximum Security... From the year 2000, Marvel put out that event. I'm sure you can find it anywhere online to catch up. Uh, if you have read the book and you want to share your thoughts on it, give us a tweet. New Super Podcast on Twitter. Uh, send us a tweet or send us a private message with your thoughts on maximum security. Uh, and we would be glad to read them on the air or find us on Facebook and leave your thoughts about maximum security issues one or two. Doesn't matter to us. All right. And that's, uh, that's it for us. Yeah. Sean Brennan, thank you for finding us. 
thank you for finding me. Until next time. I've been shaking, I've been bending backwards till I'm Watching all these dreams go up in smoke Let beauty come out of ashes Let beauty come out of ashes And when I pray to God Okay. Why? Well, it's too good. Yeah, this is, this is Deadpool 2, not Titanic. All right, you're at like an 11. We need to get you down to a five, five and a half tops. Just phone it in. Listen, this thing only goes to 11. So beat it, Spider-Man. God, I should have asked NSYNC. <laughs> 